0: Hi, this is Heidi McDonald for More to Come, PW Comics World's uh, comics podcast. And today I'm here with Jillian Tamaki, the artist of This One Summer, a brand new book from First Second um, about two girls discovering the secrets of life on a vacation (laughs) island. uh, (laughs) Classic theme, um, an amazing book. The art is incredible, Jillian. Thank Uh, you. How long did you work on it?
1: Um, It was about three years from sort of pitch to finish, but the art, itself, the final art was about a, a year of solid work, and, wow. you know, saying no to a lot of stuff, but trying to survive at the same time.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so. Did you uh, feel it was time well spent? I know that sounds like a, a dumb yeah, question, but... it I mean,
1: it 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 can be hard to say it, you spent it, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I feel that uh, I'm happy with it, and I guess that's, like, all you can kind of judge yeah. at the end, so... Yeah. yeah, I always do those things as, as investments, but it's, it's kind of unclear as to what you're investing in, but it's um, something that you're not sure what it adds to your life, but it just kind of makes you less crazy.
0: Well, I mean, we've ta- t- been talking a little bit about the whole graphic novel economy, and right. uh, this is your second graphic novel. Yeah. Skim yeah. was the first, yeah. right? Yeah. But you also do a webcomics. Uh, so yeah, I have you, you like can... sort of
1: lower stakes mm-hmm. comics that I do, too, that are like, you know... One shots and newspaper things and not graphic novels. And
0: you also teach at SVA.
1: Yes, I've taught. I taught at Parsons starting in 2007, and I was there for two or three years, and I've been at SVA ever since.
0: Mm-hmm. And what what is the subject that you teach?
1: Um, I when I started at SVA, I, start, I taught uh, second year drawing for cartoonists, and then I took I switched to the illustration department, so second year drawing for illustrators, and now I teach the senior portfolio, and I've done that for about. Three or four years. Well,
0: you're in a great position to talk <laughs> about <laughs> right. what you're seeing, though. I mean, if you've been you've been teaching for 70 years, mm-hmm. and I feel like I always go to SVAs like Fresh Meat, and I go to their mm-hmm. comics portfolio day, uh, but I just feel like I've seen this real change in what yes. I'm seeing.
1: Well, there's a lot more crossover now between the comics department and the illustrators department because so many illustrators want to do comics, and a lot of them want to also sort of mix the two and they sort of don't want to do just comics and so I feel like you know obviously I teach in the illustration department but I would say you know at least a quarter of them seem somewhat interested in comics or some sort of blending of text and you know um, image text and image or writing their own things which I consider comics Mm. offshoots anyway so I think that there is sort of a real coming together of like those two things, and also that they they're often you know girls. Mm. You know, most of the girls that I or most of the people that are interested in comics, they're they're young women that want to like sort of tell their own story, which
0: is really what we need, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a real change, um, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm really fascinated by it because um, I mean you've been in the illustration for. A good while, yeah. let's put it that way. I right. probably I think when you started there was still was like a pretty healthy industry or had it just you know it was huge in the nineties and then the aughts it kinda slowed down. Yeah, well
1: as as I understand it, in when um, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. there was a huge drop off and I was still in school at that point mm-hmm. and then I graduated in two thousand three and it seemed like some you know, it was on the rebound and then the uh, when the market crashed in 2008, it's like that was really like bleh, like yeah. a little like freaky, and that was like the first um, time in my career where I'd seen a dip in that way. So um, a bit of a roller coaster ride, and it seems to I me, mean, knock on wood, like seems to be I've seemed to have weathered it. But there, it's been a process of adaptation, and not just sort of of your. What you do, but sort of like your mental approach to mm-hmm. it, and like sort of what your expectations are, and like what defines success. Like that's sort of
0: changed as well, right? So, what do you think that that you know, kids who are going to school for this now, and what are their expectations? <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, Heidi, that's <laughs> such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <you're>, did I? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just. Say, I, like, I, I'm I'm baffled by it.
1: So. I think that they. You know, people go to school for so many different Mm -hmm. reasons. Some of them are just purely there because their parents said they needed to get a degree. So they're there because it seemed like the closest thing to what makes them happy or whatever. But but the one... Well, I mean, just for our purposes, I'll sort of talk about the kids that are super serious and want to seriously get a degree and aren't sort of there to waste their time and they're, um, uh, you know, the non... They're not the typical as we stereotypical entitled millennial as like people (laughs) like to sort of point out mostly the kids that are great they work hard and everything like that but so getting to what they kind of I think they want is that they they're kind of not interested in um or less interested in sort of one thing Mm -hmm. like the idea that I mean we sort of when I started that people sort of bemoan the fact that you have to have so many things going on that you kind of have to cobble together this career of this and that, a little bit of this industry, and a little bit of that. and and. But I think that the kids now, that kind of, in a weird way, is exciting to them. That mm-hmm. the idea that you can do these more commercial things and write your own stories seems like a pretty good deal to them, you know? Um, and I think that... Um, The problem with some of the students is that they can already be so cynical and jaded. (laughs) And there have been... And their teachers are really cynical and jaded a lot of the time. So I try to, like, temper my own, like, cynicism about life and all that stuff and just be like, they need some support and, like, to be a good role model to show you that you're an artist and you're not miserable and, like, it's possible is... Like hopefully powerful enough. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, I yeah. I I mean I I feel like at the same time though like the work I'm seeing is incredible. I mean it's yes. very. There doesn't seem to be any kind of um, you know prevailing style. I mean, you know, for a long time it's like, oh, you had to draw yeah. for the Saturday Evening Post, right, and then you had to right, draw for the New Yorker, right. and then you had to draw like Bob Peak, and then right. you had to draw you know like uh, you know Risco or whoever. I mean, there right. was always like the superstar, but it doesn't doesn't. See, I mean, I don't know who would you say are their idols? Who are the who are the biggest influences on on today's emerging illustrators?
1: They're the they're on the internet. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like there is a prevailing style in that there is this internet culture that that's why they get so good mm-hmm. is because they've been sort of exposed to illustration and comics through DeviantArt and stuff like that since they've been like right. 14 years old. That's why they're really good. Cause they've been interacting with this online community for like years and years and years before they even hit art school. I didn't even know illustration was a thing until I happened to be in that program that offered it and they know what they want to do since the time they're like 13 years old. Right. So they're, they're extremely, um, Uh, accomplished by the time they get there, but what sort of the flip side of that is, to me, I feel like there's an internet house style that's happening, (laughs) that they sort of are looking at the same cool stuff, and then one day, some cool Japanese thing comes up, and it all gets passed around for a week, and, like, it sort of gets all, like, hyped in this new little influence that sort of all gets digested together, you know, and then it sort of collectively gets digested, where um so i mean while i do see people that have like just a stunningly unique vision i do feel like there is sort of like that's the style now is this internet thing that's mm-hmm. kind of happening Poor. it's not it's not it's not sort of radiating out of one person like say tom or hanuka you know right. um, was when i was in school sure. but it's or joe soren or brad holland or whoever it now it's sort of this collective thing
0: right you know? interesting i I'm, I'm, i was sort of um, I mean, I've heard people say that we do have an international style now mm. and that mixes manga and, and conventional comics Definitely. and European comics. But, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think it is the Internet style. And uh, the drawing chops are very high.
1: Definitely. And I think that that's where the thing is, like, well, if you've been seriously trying to pursue this since you're 13, you're going to be pretty good by the time right. you're 19 right, or whatever. Right. But. um, so what have the changes you think? That well, I
0: I'm I mean I'm just sort of trying to take it all in. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who do do stuff on the internet and, you know, they might do their own comics and everything. And it's it's kind of I mean, I feel like uh, you know, like stoner humor is a huge yes, thing, yeah, right? You yeah, know, yeah. and I feel like Simon Hanselman is a big, you know, purveyor of that. Or um, just even like Adventure Time. Oh, Adventure Time, of course, which you know? sort of and, straddles this yeah. thing
1: of commercial appeal, and then stoner humor, and then kids. Yeah. I think that that's that magical mix that like people are kind of pursuing now. Yeah, and yeah, like web comics, actually, a huge influence yeah. on. Um, people that eventually want to do graphic novels right and I mean
0: it is Adult Swim I mean it really is Adult Swim and you know ADHD was this Fox kind of animation thing that was sort of an even more stonery (laughs) yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) Um, But you know Adult Swim so yeah I think that's huge Um, and uh, but I'm also really kind of fascinated by how they're not as self-absorbed as they were overtly self-absorbed because a lot of the student work I see you know used to be very heavily autobiographical right 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 But they are also the chops have really improved. The storytelling chops have improved. I think that the thing is too with my students that I see they want
1: commercial success. They don't just sort of want to make stuff and have nobody critique it or have nobody edit it. Like that's not true at all. They Mm. want to connect with a YA audience. They're aware of a YA audience. I sort of I've really tried to um, when I'm teaching not just kind of teach the thing but also impress upon them that these things are industries like children's book is not a style it's like an industry and it's like a part of a bigger thing and it's its own thing and it's an online community and like there's conferences and like there's a whole industry like geared towards that thing so not it's just not about sitting in your studio making that style of product you know and and so they you know at first I think it's like a little bit of a shock to like I have to actually learn this now too like this whole other thing but I think if they eventually I hope that they feel empowered that they just don't get out and be like what What am I doing what am I doing (laughs) so we talk about audience we talk about hey your work is is geared it seems to be why some appeal to a publisher like for second or why but if that is what you want. Then you probably have to sort of think about maybe these other elements that wouldn't that that cancel that thing out, right. or that like conflict with that appeal, right?
0: right. Well, so, oh, um, go on. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, when I was at uh, Fresh Meat, which is kind of the um, kind of zine fest mm-hmm. for, for senior cartoonings, uh, cartoonists. I noticed that um, you know there was a lot of girls, and I also noticed that uh, you know nobody draws in a manga style anymore, or it's very very diffused. I mean, it's it's diffused. I think it's been synthesized. Mm-hmm. I think like all my students are
1: hugely you know they they cut their teeth on that stuff. Um, I think it's a lot less direct, mm-hmm. um, a direct line that you than you used to see, where you were just sort of getting kids drawing really bad manga. It's been completely internalized and sort of, like, blended with all this other stuff in a way that's really sophisticated now. And it's so interesting because that used to be the whole thing, like, you know, teachers and, uh, t- you know, the academic types being like, oh, these manga kids, yeah. they come in, they just yeah. want to draw manga, da da, da 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 and it's like, I think that to continue 2014, to be sort of ignoring that, that influence is borderline misogynist? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And really sort of short-sighted. And to be honest, missing a huge trend. We were just at the Teen Book Con in um, Houston, and we were there with Svetlana Shmakova. I'm Hmm? probably butchering her name. But, I mean, she does North American manga. Mm -hmm. She's Russian, but, you know, she's from Toronto. And these kids were losing their minds. Like, they were... So excited about it, and it was girls, and it was boys, and it was like, wow! If like I, I think if I was starting at it, sort of like think really hard about that because that is huge. And I've talked mm-hmm. I talk to librarians all the time because you know I do have this one little foot in the YA world, and it's just like they don't care so much about these implications or these these aesthetic things as the art school like they just care that it, it gets kids reading right? and like oh, that yeah, is well. powerful enough. Well know? that
0: is you know an emerging trend as well for mm-hmm. comics. I mean I feel very positive. I mean it's right. hard not to feel positive after coming back from TCAF and um, you know, you really see this world as it could be of yeah. readers. It's really reader focused yes. yeah. and very broad based, and you know, fans of different kinds of material. But um, it's very smart how they have included librarians in the program. And I as agree. soon as you talk to, uh, you know, a librarian who collo- you know buys for the graphic novel collection, you right. know, your self esteem, so yeah. you know, yeah. s- self esteem soars. Yeah, totally. And uh, just you know, the, and and because because they are not just. Fans who I'm like, I want to buy, you know, The Walking Dead, because I like it. They are fans because their readers circulate these books.
1: And they're very, and they view them critically. That's actually, and I'm just sort of thinking, talking as I'm saying this, but that's sort of where I've seen, just, I mean, I've been a professional for 11 years now, so not a super, super long time, but I really have seen, whereas my illustration fans, quote-unquote, and my illustration peers really didn't cross over to comics when I was doing comics in both, and, like, I felt like I was sort of alone doing both of them, you know, kind of equally seriously, and now it's like, that's... I have kids in my class, I want to do that, and I just met so many other people that are kind of straddling both of them, and now the, the librarians were you know, when I first started making them, they were just sort of like starting to be interested in graphic novels, like totally coming to TCAF, you know, so like that book and that comic world are sort of coming together and the illustration world is sort of like coming together. It's like much more blended. And
0: I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt when you have really wonderful books like this one summer. I have to be honest. Um, It's, you know, such a beautiful book. I mean, the artwork, is an 11, okay? Mm-hmm. Not to flatter you, but, uh, <laughs> you. I mean, it is so exquisite and just so beautiful, evocative of the time and place, and it's also really a wonderful story. Thank you. Really, um, you know, it's a book that if you give someone this book, mm-hmm. you're not going to apologize. Right. And, well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, so many times you do. You know, even right. with, like, you know, the great, uh, you know, Watchmen, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, you have to like superheroes. Yeah, like, to, what's your base level yeah. entry point? And, it is, you know, don't I'm not putting down Watchmen. It no, is no. a really great mm-hmm. work that has really, um, you know, sold mil- a million copies. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like now what, what all of this is, is giving to comics and graphic novels is these works that are just, mm-hmm. you know, they're not like... Um, you know, calling back to even R. Crum or Jack Kirby, you know? Well,
1: I also have really sort of seen maybe in the last, I mean, the last time I promoted a graphic novel was 2008. Mm -hmm. It was really different. But it's really interesting, though, now, because I feel like we are being lumped in with content and not medium. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, okay, well, you're all graphic novel comic people, and, like, we're all going to talk about you in the same way, even though... Our books may be totally, totally different. Now we're sort of, it's a more nuanced conversation where it's like comics are being sort of, again, with this team book comp, we were there with like other YA book mm-hmm. pe- right. authors. You're that are being
0: mainstream.
1: Where you're being mainstream, <laughs> but it's also that you're kind of like being evaluated on the con, like the actual story, and sort of not the form, the fact that we all do things in panels and therefore right. we're all the same it was it's becoming a much more nuanced conversation probably because the librarians are young people and a lot of them guys mm-hmm. now yeah. which is like really interesting like they're coming at it from all, they're bringing a whole different context well
0: you know what really fascinates me uh, you know getting back to fresh meat and this is one of those things that i didn't write down uh and i only say on the podcast because then it can't be quoted in front right. of- <laughs> Um, but I did notice that, that among the cartooning, it was probably 75% women, mm-hmm. and the guys who were there really didn't have it together. And yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that that young women tend to be very eager to fit in, not fit in necessarily, but eager to be liked. You know, that's just kind of a... The weird flip side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like they had their, their shit together. Yeah. Um, adult think, warning, adult warning. Um, right. Yeah, but... Um, and, like, the guys were more like what well, you were talking about earlier. It's like, um, you know, I don't care if anybody likes this. Right, I'm just right, doing right, my thing. Right. and Which know. I
1: loved. And I've had students, and they don't really care if you get it or, if like, somebody else gets it. And that's totally fine. Right, no problem. Right. But, you know, it's like I can only sort of identify that so far because I actually do want people to read my mm-hmm. books. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that that's sort of interesting to think because I always think about, like, you know, uh, these young women and sort of, like, kind of trying to instill in them some sort of uh, um, mental armor, too, Mm -hmm. to sort of, like, take on the world as well, and it's, like, there is a weird, an interesting flip side of, like, I think that you, it can serve you to sort of be aware about how other people are perceiving your work, but at some point you just sort of have to be, like, this isn't for everybody, or, like, Thanks for your comments. Like, but I not. I'm not gonna take your opinion or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. but at some point you you can take it too far where you're um you're trying to you're too wrapped up and paralyzed by everybody liking right. you. So
0: right, right, it's yeah, serious, being too popular, yeah, it you know. is it, it is um kind of constant problems. Um, I mean, it's it's really amazing to, to see. Like, just in five years. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's really, it's, and I mean, I think it's Tumblr. I mean, you're talking about, you know, promoting Skim in in 2008. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Twitter had just started then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Facebook had just gone public a couple years before. There was, I'm not sure Tumblr. I mean, I think Tumblr existed, but it wasn't what it is now. No. You know, we still relied on LiveJournal at that point. Right. And, you know, we're only talking six years ago. I know. It's 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 really totally different. Yeah, yeah. The blog
1: tours mm-hmm. is a huge part about marketing a book, of a marketing book now, which is, like, wow. Like, that. you think that a blog, a bl- like, some YA blogger has, like, that much power that, like, yeah. you sort of are going to really cater them is definitely new.
0: Yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel that, uh, you know, when we're talking about different mediums, I also feel like people are getting really into video as well and into, like, yeah. kind of a digital comics, but in a very innovative way.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, it's such a interesting time now in comics and I think we're gonna really look back and say, like, wow, this was so exciting. It was like such a bursting of like energy and stuff. I, I actually just have a question for you. Uh do you think that like th- uh, do you get any sense with web comics if
0: it's mostly women or is it half and half or is it mostly men or I think it's half and half at this okay. point, but um I think on Tumblr. I mean, Tumblr is very female-driven, obviously. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to compare things like Reddit and Tumblr, which are kind of self-selecting. Right. Um. I mean, there's certainly guys on Tumblr. Right. But, uh. You know, with Reddit, it really quickly does default to you know the f- hilarious, hilarious right. images. I mean, right. it's kind of like, um, you know, four chan kind of stuff. As right. Well. Right. 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 And that kind of. Which Uh, is, like, the
1: modern equivalent of, like, a newspaper strip. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: is, you know? Or or Mad Magazine. Right. And it's it's hilarious, you know? Whereas in in Tumblr, it's more about the sharing of other people's things. And a bigger narrative. Yeah, and a bigger narrative. Because a lot of my students,
1: they already have webcomics that they've been doing for, like, two years. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And, like,
1: that's partially... I think that... And these are the girls, Mm -hmm. you know, almost inevitably. And I don't know if... The way women use social media ends up helping them. I think so. Um, but at the very, very least, if you've been pumping out webcomics for two years, you're, you're getting better at making comics, yeah. right? So yeah. I think that that's the idea of, like, yes, you have this technical polish, but, you know, just by the pra- your practice of maintaining a webcomic, you get better at storytelling. And so. you
0: quickly figure out who's going to do it and who isn't. You yes, know? Um, yes. You know, you do your own Webcomic, yeah. My
1: my like very off off yeah. <laughs> project yeah
0: yeah. But uh, what, <laughs> but that's been great. What, what? Why did
1: you start that? Um, because I spend so much of my time polishing images, making them beautiful, or trying to make them beautiful, trying to make them visually appealing. I just wanted something that I could practice my writing and like not care about how it looked at all, and sort of just sort of uh, put up a thing and kind of just sort of do the repetitions of, like, writing a thing, becoming familiar with this, um, that craft, which I'm not as, I'm not trained in, I'm not anything in, Mm. you know, so, um, that was the reason for it, and it's been, it accomplished, that's why I kind of have, it's such a dumb premise, but, because it was just sort of a thing to drape over, you know, the ideas, so, um, but it has been extremely rewarding, and, has influenced the way that I made this book and um introduced me to you know a whole different audience and that's sort of what is so nice about comics versus illustration in a way because you are interacting with people that just aren't fans of illustration it's like you're interacting with somebody who's a lawyer or like right. a, or whatever you know that's just a fan of the story which is really
0: um interesting and cool yeah now yeah. do you see uh i mean do you see I mean, I know you teach in illustration, but Mm -hmm. as you say, there is such a big crossover. Oh, yeah, hugely.
1: uh,
0: I mean, do you see people interested in the story? I mean, uh, it seemed like when I was at Fresh Meat, I asked people, oh, who do you want to work for? And it seemed like they said First, Second, or Vertigo.
1: Right. I think that those seem to make be the stories that seem to have this... Because I feel like the the girls that I work with, they're very um, sort of this literary... And they want characters that are reflective of them. Like, I have one student, Atmaja Pandya, I think her last name is. Um, how to say it, rather. Um, and she wants to make stories about magical Indian girls. Because she's an Indian girl. Right. And it's like, I, don't, I think that she kind of can see... And they're and the YA stories, and so I think she sees the link to a publisher like that, where you know, m- maybe at some other point, you know, <laughs> it will there will be more options. But she's I think that those kind of publishers it seems the most feasible. You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because um uh you know and I was surprised to hear people say Vertigo, but I think it is mm. that you know, they have such a huge right. heritage with the, you know, Sandman and, right. and all that stuff. Right. More literary, graphic novels, Yeah, fables. Yeah, but at the same time, I think right now, I mean, they've very much changed their mission, you know, when they do things that are, like, more movie adaptations. Although they are getting back to... Right. They are trying, uh, definitely. But, I mean, I think it's really funny, and I think a lot of publishers, uh, you know, would do well to kind of position themselves and say, I I think so. I think so. Just, I don't know. It just seems that,
1: like, we... You know, just over at TCAF, you were at, the, like, the Educator Librarian's Day. It seems that people are really hungry for, like, diversity and not just talking about diversity, mm-hmm. like, just, and not making books about diversity, just showing it, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, just just having them, you know, mm-hmm. and not making a book about the whole an it's, issue, it's you know? like kind of just letting people tell their stories. Yeah, and trusting people. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think the a role of a great art director or a great editor or people who acquire these things it's like choosing the right people for the job and then like kind of letting them do their thing right you know but maybe maybe once with the web comic thing again like certain creators are showing that they have an audience and then therefore maybe that will encourage people to take a risk on mm-hmm. uh, quite of a risk on these
0: well, it's interesting, yeah, it's interesting to see. I know Boom has been very successful mm-hmm. at, you know, hiring a lot of people, right, straight off Tumblr. It seems like, right. you know, if you do some good Adventure Time fan art, next thing right. you know, you're doing a cover for right. the book, which is really cool, and I right. think it's very, um, I think it's very aspirational. Right. I mean, I think it creates this kind of world. Of course, they don't pay very much either, yes, so, I yes. mean, I think there's, there's still, uh, I mean, I live very near SVA, so mm-hmm. I, I tend to have interns from there, and yep. I've had some kick-ass interns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, but they kind of go off and do other things afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they might have done some comics that were pretty good. And, right. and But, you know, it's it's a rough... You've got to really stay the course. You've got to really be dedicated yes. to this to stick with it.
1: I sort of feel bad through telling my students about how, you know, consider that comics might be a subsidized activity that you do. You know, like, I couldn't live on just comics. Um, but... I think they know that and that's why they're in the illustration department hoping that it it broadens their possibilities in some way um but they're very realistic they mm-hmm. actually know they don't have any sort of like illusions as to what's going on they just like really want to tell stories right. you know which right. how can you be
0: cynical about no. that you know <laughs> no. in the end I think that's awesome, and I love it, and I I agree with you. I think we're going to look back at what is happening now as the beginning of something that is very multimedia and very, very, uh, you know, changing. I mean, it's changing. It's happening. Right. Whatever it is, and it's not... I don't know, I'm just going to sit back and watch, to be honest. Totally. Um, Now, what about you? What are your aspirations? I mean, you know, for all these talks, just, uh, you know, for people, uh, you know, hearing us talk about the kids, I mean, Jillian is a very young (laughs) woman here herself, (laughs) so that's not... not, I'm
1: segueing into another phase of life, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, anyway, I mean...
1: What's next? Uh, Well, I've been writing for Adventure Time, actually, so that has been, again, just another way of, like, learning how to write, which has been extremely informative, um... And just fun too, uh, and then probably trying to write more of my own things and probably not another three hundred and twenty page or whatever graphic novel, but um, I'm working on something that's like thirty pages which mm-hmm. is like the longest that I've done by myself, but it's you know I still have a ways off to doing right giant tomb, but yeah,
0: I think a lot of people are like as we said at the beginning of this interview I mean. Uh, are like, oh, I want to draw a graphic novel. And that means, okay, you're going to be locked in a room for two years right. drawing the same thing. right And that right. kind of, you know, requires a real... Diff- it requires a personality that can handle that.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's And that's sort of the thing where it's like, when I'm teaching students, it's... I, I like to always remind them that what makes a good student does not necessarily always translate to a, having a successful profession and being a professional and, like, having a career... Um, and that it's talent is only one little tiny thing of it. I'm sure you, I mean, I'm sure you've been in it long enough that you see that there are just people that
0: persist
1: and they're the ones that are there the 20 years later. Oh yeah,
0: totally. And I mean, the other thing is, you know, I, you're always going to have the singular genius who changes everything, you know, like a Chris Ware, you know, and, and, you know, all bets are off for them and. I think in some ways it's harder for those singular geniuses to, uh, well, I mean, they're always going to be able to emerge. Right. I mean, I'm fascinated by, like we were saying, just the, the level of skill, the level of craftsmanship, the level of draftsmanship, the level of, of you know, care and and confidence, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. I, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, especially when you're young, you don't know how good you are. Mm. But uh, I think the Internet culture has kind of given... The ones who really know what they're doing, I think it's given them a lot of confidence.
1: I think so, too. At the end, it's... You know, I don't think the Internet is just a meritocracy, Mm -hmm. but there is a degree of it. And, you know, I think that people are looking for ways to circumvent art school, because art school costs so much freaking Mm -hmm. money now. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see it, you know what I mean? Um, So the Internet is... It, to comics seems like everything now, uh-huh. you know. If you're not on the internet and you're trying to make comics, it's just like you're making this way more difficult <laughs> than it needs to be. <laughs> right, right. I don't
0: know. Um, uh, on, on that note, I I uh, think you know well, I'm going to wrap it up here. But, okay. Um, but this is great, Jillian. Thank you so much. Oh for no, taking thank the time. you. I'm and glad we could connect. Yeah, and please, up. you know, g- good luck with. You're still on tour,
1: correct? Yes, we're doing. Um, three more launch, little launch things so and then it's it
0: uh, right <laughs> but you know it never really ends when you no, have a book sell yeah. sell sell yeah you're going to be talking about this book for a little while so um, that's good that's because, good because
1: it's be, gr- cause you make a book for people to read it you forget <laughs> that you know when you're doing you're, you know you're done it and it, it sits in the waiting pa- uh, the holding powder right year, but yes yeah.
0: yeah. well the baby's out and uh, <laughs> it's out on the road so um, well thanks again Jillian thank you so much Heidi